Shalom, shalom. It's Kenny Russell, Bulldozer of Faith, living life in the Spirit. I hope you are blessed and encouraged today as we serve an awesome God. For all those who are watching from America, you know, uh, don't bite down all your fingernails as you're waiting to see the outcome. You might be waiting a while <laughs> for uh, everything to unfold with the election. So we're definitely standing in prayer that uh, Yehovah will have his way over the USA. Hallelujah. So let's just stand in the gap there. But it's great that we can come together and get into the scriptures. Good to see you, Cassandra, uh, on YouTube. We've got Jeff watching on Facebook. Uh, we've got New Day as well, North Carolina. Thanks for joining with us. We've got Lola there as well. Welcome in Florida. If you're tuning in, just give us a shout out. Let us know where you're watching from. It's always a blessing to just see the, the places that uh, this um, broadcast goes out to. What a blessing that we can go out to the nations of the world and bring encouragement into people's homes. Hallelujah. So let's uh, take a moment to pray. And uh, we're just going to press in with a, a short word tonight, but I hope you enjoyed and were encouraged with the words that we have been sharing on these last few days as we stand upon the promises of Yehovah. What is our focus? You know, our focus is getting back to the fruit. You know, we've spent so much time getting back to the root. Now it's time for us to get back to the fruit. We have one life. Hallelujah. And I don't know about you, but I want to make it count for Yehovah, we have one life to make it count for him. So we just want to take authority in the spirit over how we are walking in our life and, and have our life subject to the will and purpose of a mighty God. Welcome, Joshua in Canada. Good to see you. Thanks for joining with us. So let's just uh, pause and, and pray right now. Then we're going to get into the scriptures. Uh, yeah, I can't believe we've still got the air conditioning going on. Uh, just now. It's still nice and warm. We're in the midst of storms here in the land of Israel. Hallelujah. We have got some rain this past couple of days. Thunder and lightning like crazy. Rain. Um, you know, this is what we want, the latter rain. It's time for the rainy season. Thank you, Father. So, Father, we just want to thank you for this day. We thank you that it's not by might nor by power, but it's by your Spirit. And Father, as we gather together around the scriptures and just in fellowship together, we ask, Father, that you will give us eyes to see, ears to hear, and hearts that understand. We break all of the assignments against, uh, against our lives that, uh, Father, you will help us and equip us to be fruitful in everything, not just in what we do, but also in what we say. So we just ask, Father, for fruitfulness. We ask, Father, for the blessings. We ask, Father, that our lives will be a reflection of your glory. Thank you, Father. <coughs> Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father. Yeah, so tonight I was just uh, pressing in and just looking at what we're going to share tonight. And, uh, you know, as you know, we're talking about... Um, you know, getting back to the fruit. We've been having an incredible time these past few days just going through some of the key things in the area of fruit. Yesterday we were talking about, I can't remember what the title was. Let's have a look and see what the title was. Uh, we were talking about um, 
Awaken your might, come and save us from Psalm 80. Yeah, and we also ended uh, the session yesterday in uh, John chapter 16, uh, John chapter 15, sorry. And John 15 is such an important uh, portion of Scripture that Yeshua is identifying who we are and how it relates to um, uh, Psalm 80 and also Isaiah chapter 5 yesterday was really incredible. If you missed that, I just want to encourage you, go back and get hold of that message, you know, because we have got to get to the realization of understanding our identity. So who are you? Are you just a Gentile believing Christian? Or are you grafted into the commonwealth of Israel? Are we part of the kingdom of Yehovah? If you go through the pages of your scripture, you are not going to find a covenant for for uh, for the for for those of the nations. The only covenant we find is the covenant between. Well, there's different covenants in the scriptures, obviously, but the covenant that Yeshua that that we come into salvation with Yeshua is Jeremiah chapter thirty-one, verse thirty-one, also in the book of Hebrews chapter eight, and this is a new covenant that is for the house of Israel and for the house of Judah. And Hallelujah, we are grafted in. You know, every day I get the opportunity to share with people uh, my faith. And, you know, I spend a lot of time ministering to believers as well and and just unfolding the truths of the word. You know, one of the biggest lies we have in the New Testament is the word church. It's not the word church. It's ecclesia, the kehala. It's the assembly of Elohim. We are part of his assembly. We're not part of this makeup called the church from Constantinian Christianity where they brought a separation from the feasts of the Lord, from the Sabbath, from walking in his ways and and and, and experiencing the appointments in the presence of Yehovah. They are not the feasts of the Jews. They're the feasts of the Lord. They belong to you and I if we are found in Messiah. We are called to participate. And it's awesome to watch and uh, how, how people's uh, faces respond and the reaction as you start just opening up the scriptures on the importance of walking in the Torah as believers in Yeshua. And we're, you know, it's not about the church. It's not that the father was married to Israel and now here comes the son married to the church. My Savior, Yeshua HaMashiach, did not come to bring a new religion. He came to establish relationship and, and, and perfect our connection between man and God. You know, we, we like to see those two cliffs as we're sharing the gospel. And, you know, there's sin that separates us from God. Religion separates us from God as well. And we want to be connected to the Father through the Son. Hallelujah. As I was uh, meditating tonight as we're talking about the fruit, one of the things I was thinking about, you know, if you just stay still, it's not that you are holding your position in life. If you stay still and you stop in the pursuit of God, you automatically move to the place of backsliding. We're, we're, we're moving backwards. We're not moving forward in our relationship with Yehovah. 
And our encouragement in our devotional time is to do what? It's to get to the place where we are stirring one another up in the most holy faith, that we are being an encouragement so we can see his kingdom come and his will done. So I want us to look in John chapter 15. Uh, We ended on that. We didn't read the whole chapter there, but I just want to read a couple of verses here because it's quite amazing that in the portion of Scripture, the first section, we're dealing with uh, who Yeshua is. You know, he is the, the true vine and my father's the gardener. And then it's teaching us who we are. We are the branches. Hallelujah. And, you know, we're talking about remain in me and I remain in you. You know, you can do nothing without me. And I think this is a a very important revelation that we need to make sure that we establish within our heart that we can do nothing of lasting value for the kingdom without Yeshua. Oh, you can do so much on your own, but your works count for nothing. It's only what we do in line with the kingdom that counts and makes a difference. So how do we fine-tune our lives? How do we align our lives so that in everything we do, we are kingdom builders? Because that's what we are called to be. We're called to be kingdom builders. So, you know, we see the relationship. We see the importance. We see the warnings as well. Listen, if you don't have fruits... That branch is going to be cut off. If you're so uh, filled with worldly agendas and advancement, you're going to miss everything. And we've got to be those that are in pursuit of Yahovah. And then what's the Father going to do? Or he's going to prune us because he's the gardener. He's going to prune us back. And sometimes we're, we're not going to like that pruning process because, you know, we don't want to go backwards. We want to keep moving forwards. But in this pruning process, the Father is preparing us so that we can bear even more fruit. And I want to ask you, have you collated around you so much baggage that it's very difficult for you to maneuver and function in the kingdom of Yahovah. We'll get to, you know, just understand this position that the Father's coming and he is going to prune you. He's going to clean you, clean those branches so that you will bear much fruit. And then we talk about the relationship that we have between the Father and the Son. You can ask anything in my name and the Father will give it to you. And then he says, he he talks about the commandments, uh, you know, and then he goes on and says, you know what? You can ask the Father directly. Hallelujah. I love what it says. And I think it's verse 16, if I can see it here. It says, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit. You have been chosen and you have been appointed to bear much fruit. So if you are not seeing fruit, spiritual fruit and transformation within your life, it is not the fault of the Messiah or the Father. It's because we are not aligned to where we need to be. And the Father's desire is that we grow in maturity and we bear much fruit. And I just want to, you know, come on. I want you to call on the name of the Lord. I want you to fan into flame the gifts that the Father has given you. Don't sit back. Come on. Press forward in Messiah. Hallelujah. We're called to bear much fruit, not just any fruit, but fruits that will last. Then the Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. 
This is my command, love each other. It's all about love. You can be involved in all the acts of so many works that you think are pleasing and are good before God. But if you don't have love, it counts for nothing. So how are you in the area of love? How are you in the area of love between you and God and also between your fellow man and other believers? Because this is how we identify who we are, by the love that we have for one another. In verse 18, it says, here's the change that takes place within this portion of Scripture that I want you to to see. It says, if the world hates you, keep in mind that it hated me. Well, listen, you start prospering in the things of God and you have the fruit of the Spirit. All of a sudden, you're going to see people rising up and coming against your very existence. The devil hates you. Because it hates our God. Hallelujah. So what are we going to do? We're going to push back the assignments of the enemy. But, you know, don't think that coming to faith in Messiah is a bed of roses. You know, if the world hates you, keep in mind that it hated me first. If you belonged to the world, it would love you as its own. As it is, you don't belong to the world. But I have chosen you out of the world That is why the world hates you. So we've got to get to that place where we understand that we have been chosen. So what does it say in verse 16? You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you. Verse 19. If you belong to the world, it would love you as its own. As it is, you do not belong to the world, but I have chosen you out of the world. That is why the world hates you. You know, if you can just get the revelation that to function and to grow in God is not difficult. He has already chosen you. He has already appointed you to bear much fruit. You're thinking, how do I break through? How do I even get through the next day? Listen, you are appointed and you are anointed. Hallelujah. So don't shrink back. Say, Father, I might be in this place. I don't know how to move forward from where I stand right now. But I know that you have chosen me. I know that you have appointed me. And your desire is that I bear much fruit. And if I can just catch hold of a little bit of the revelation, if my faith will just rise to another level today and recognize the importance that if I remain in you, remain in me and I will remain in you, it says in verse 4. And uh, no branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. So it's coming to the place where we get the revelation. It's what we do in the the spirit realm. It's what we do for Messiah That that's... What counts? So how do we plan our day? How do we set our days up so that we are in tune with the Spirit and everything we do? And this doesn't mean you just run out, leave your job and, oh, I'm going to live by faith and I'm going to walk by the Spirit. And maybe the Father's called you to your job. So how do you bring Messiah in the place of work? 
you know, I've talked many times about uh, different places of employment and different experiences I've had as I've worked for other people. And it's always been a joy to bring the kingdom. And another story of just bringing the kingdom. I, I remember, uh, you know, I lost uh, companies uh, because of uh, someone uh, coming and stealing about a quarter million pounds uh, from me and uh, I end up in a place where I'm sitting in the house and I'm like you know father I don't even know what my skill set is but the finances I have I use for expanding the kingdom and I asked the father you know just what the next step was in the midst of what looked like failure all around me difficult times and lack of provision I spent a few months just studying how do I move to the next level well anyway i'm getting ready to get uh, to to go on interviews to get other opportunities in the places of work so that i can shine for messiah and that's always my desire number one one of the things i learned that the father he's not impressed with your money you know, I'll never forget the early days of my early 20s when I was making money and I was able to bless so many people and employ so many people. And then, you know, when everything went to the wall, I'll never forget what the father said. He said, it's not your money I want, it's you. And that was a life-changing moment when uh, the Holy Spirit revealed that to me. It's not your money I want, it's you I want. And I started to realize, you know what, relax I just need to serve you in the fullness of capacity that I know how in every area where he has called me. So where are you called? What's your position right now? You might not like your position. You might not like the place. But I want to ask you, how are you going to manifest the glory of God right where you are? You might be a housewife in a difficult situation. How are you going to manifest the glory of God? Well, number one, you're not going to be subject to the manipulation and the control and the things that you are experiencing within a dysfunctional home environment. But you have the opportunity to bring the presence of God, the glory of God into your home. So how are you going to do that? Well, you know, you might not be able to interact and communicate with your faith, but what you can do is you can start ministering unto the Lord through every single thing that you're doing. So you're making soup, you're making food for your family. You can be praying over that food. You can be uh, warring in the Spirit on behalf of your family as you are loving on them, as you are showing the love of Yehovah. So there's so many ways on how we can bear fruit. And the fruits of the Spirit will, you know, they will be seen. The world sees it. Why is it people say, Wow, what is it about you? There's just something about you. I don't know how to explain it, but there is something about you. And that's when we get that opportunity to say, Let me tell you about Yeshua. He is the Messiah. So we should always be building, always working on ways and asking the Father, how can I manifest the kingdom of God in this environment? And, you know, you need to write that down. How do I manifest the kingdom of God in this environment? So you don't like the environment? It doesn't matter because God's glory can be manifest in, in any place, in the darkest of dark and the lightest of light. Bring the kingdom. Father, we proclaim your kingdom come, your will be done. We want to speak forth healing and restoration. 
as we bring the kingdom right where we are. You know, what I'm trying to think where the scripture is um, about idleness. You know, if you don't work, you shouldn't eat. Why did Paul write that? I can't remember the, the biblical reference. But anyway, the reason he wrote that uh, verse and that portion is that people were getting so spiritual, they just run away, leaving their job, sitting at home and uh, not providing for their family. And I think it's Paul, it might, <laughs> it might be Peter. But he said, you know, if you are idle and you don't have a job, you shouldn't eat. Why? You've got to understand the priorities on what you have to be before your family as well as what you do spiritually. So how do we bring the kingdom in every area of our lives, in the area of lack? What do we do? How do we press in? Well, what is the key of what we're talking about here today? You did not choose choose me, but I chose you and appointed you to go and bear much fruit. We're talking about in advancing in the qualities of Messiah. If Yeshua did it, you know, he had the whole crowd coming against him in Nazareth when he stood up and proclaimed who he was. And they were so mad that uh, they were driving him towards the cliff to push him over the cliff to kill him. And what did Yeshua do? He turned round after being driven out of the synagogue and driven to the very edge of the cliff. He turns round and he walks straight through the crowd. Why? His time had not yet come. Your time has not yet come. You are here. We have an opportunity, each and every one of us, to bring forth the fruit of the Spirit. So we're in Second Peter. I just want you to turn there. And, uh, you know, these uh, messages we've ministered the last few days, I believe, are so important. But I'm just not, I'm not going to, well, you know, how can we come to this portion of Scripture and not read from verse 5? I was just going to move on. But no, let's just refresh it as we come to the Scripture. Verse 5 of First Peter uh, chapter 2, or Second Peter chapter 1, sorry. Huh. Where am I at here? Second Peter chapter 1, if you're turning in your scriptures, verse 5. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith. For this very reason, make every effort. Listen, if you, you know, like I said, if you're just sitting back, if you stay still, you're going the wrong direction. We have got to make every effort. We have got to press in, in the presence of Yahovah. I proclaim victory over your life. I proclaim victory over my life, that we will manifest the glory of God and the, the blessings of God, the fruits of the Spirit, and lives will be changed because we are alive today. We can make a difference. We can stand in the gap and pray over the election in America. And Father, we don't, we don't just... <laughs> You know, we just proclaim victory, Father. We we ask that all these legal battles, if there's any corruption that's going on in any of these polling stations, that it will be revealed and that America will get the, the, pre, the president that they deserve. That's right. And, uh, you know, stand upon your convictions. Stand upon your convictions concerning who you want to see in office, those that align with the Spirit. Hallelujah. So for this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness and to goodness knowledge. And, you know, another thing I love about this, it's not just saying 
different things to add to your faith, but it's joining them together. That's what I love about it. It's joining it together. Uh, adding to your faith goodness, and to goodness knowledge, and to knowledge self-control, and to self-control perseverance, and to perseverance godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness love. This is the train that we are called to uh, go on. This is what we are uh, meant to be doing with our, our time. We're meant to be making every effort to add to our lives. And we don't do it in the flesh. We do it by the Spirit. So let's read from verse 8. We're just going to read um, just a couple of verses here down to verse 11. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure... They will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive. So listen, if you're sitting back saying, God, why why do I feel so ineffective and unproductive? Then here is your answer right here. We want to go to the scriptures and find out, are we aligning ourselves with the word of Yehovah? And look, it's a challenge every day. It's a ch- how, how much uh, uh, diversions or... Um, well, you know, how many uh, interruptions can we experience in a day as we're trying to press in and identify what the Father is saying to us? So if you're recognizing that you are not being effective and you are unproductive, then we've got to go back to basics on what is being said here and, and, and saying to the Father, you have appointed me to bear much fruit. You've appointed me. So, Father, here I am. I am ready. I'm ready for how you are going to use me today. Give me the wisdom of the Spirit. The first thing you need is faith. And we need goodness. And just start going through them and saying, Father, how do I add this to my life? Ruach HaKodesh, Holy Spirit, I give you permission to add to my life in Yeshua's name. They will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive. Okay. For if you possess these qualities. Okay. In the uh, unproductive in the knowledge of uh, our Lord Yeshua, the Messiah. Verse 9, here's the key. But if anyone does not have them, he is nearsighted and blind and has forgotten that he has been cleansed from his past sins. And this is such a vitally important part of what we are sharing tonight because here's this word, nearsighted. You know, you know, if you if you've got problems in these areas, if anyone doesn't have them, he's nearsighted. What does it mean? You're living like this. You're living with only what's right up in your face. You know that that's your world. Your world is just what's in your face. It's just the moment of what's happening right in front of you. You are not seeing the bigger picture. You're not looking down the road to make your life count for eternity. You're short-sighted, you're near-sighted and blind. You know, what does near-sightedness do? You know, everything's so close, you're, you're so clouded, all of a sudden your eyes are going to start failing and they're not going to function the way that they need to be. And I just want to speak sight to you in Yeshua's name. Father, we ask for spiritual eyes to open. We ask for physical eyes to open. I'll lay hands on my eyes too, that uh, my eyes will have perfect uh, vision, 2020 vision in Yeshua's name. But in the spirit, we ask for an increase 
of vision that we can see and that we are not just looking at what's right in front of our face, but we are in pursuit of a mighty God. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Yeshua. So we don't want to be nearsighted, but if uh, but if anyone doesn't have them, he's nearsighted, he's blind, he's forgotten that he has been cleansed from his past sins. This is what I love about sharing the gospel of Yeshua. When you are sharing your faith, you're not going to forget from where you came from. And I encourage you, what opportunities are you taking to share the love of Yeshua, to minister the life of Yeshua into the lives of others? Come on. Let's find opportunities to preach the gospel, to share the gospel. Maybe there's someone you need to call up and just love on them. Just share share with them. Just give them a scripture. Speak a word of truth and, and give them some testimony. Don't forget from where you have come from. Hallelujah. You've been cleansed. You've been cleaned before him. Your sins are forgiven. Uh, verse 10. Therefore, my brothers... Be all the more eager to make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, you will never fall and you will receive a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Yeshua, the Messiah. Therefore, my brothers, be all the more eager to make your calling and election sure. And that's what we're doing here in this one life. Make it count. In this series, in this time of devotion, we're saying, Father, stir into flame the gifts that you have given us so we can be effective for the purpose of your kingdom. Oh, I'm blessed and I'm encouraged and I'm excited at what the Father is doing because he is a mighty God. What do we see in here? We also see the word election. You know, we can be looking at, uh, you know, uh, uh, where where's the word here? Let me just find it. We can be spending our time just focusing on how other people are elected and we can miss the key that you are chosen, that you are called, that you are meant to be elected, that you have a purpose. So if you're listening or watching right now and you feel like, well, I just don't know what my purpose is. You know, I don't feel like I have a purpose. You know, how do we move from the place of laziness into spiritual alignment by the Spirit? Maybe you're not lazy. Maybe you're spending all your time trying to work it out, but you're trying to do it in the flesh. Then stop and yield your life to Yeshua. Hallelujah. First Thessalonians. You know, I was just uh, on the phone with uh, a brother just uh, before I came uh, to do this broadcast. And um, him and his wife have COVID for the last 10 days. And man, he's coughing. He's going through some stuff. It was not easy. And, um, you know, it was something else just to uh, see what he is going through. And we've got to take time just to recognize what... Uh, people are going through in the midst of this. We can't say that that uh, uh, the, the COVID virus doesn't exist. We know that people are going down with something and they need our prayers, they need our support. So Father, we just want to stand in the gap and speak protection over our families, over our friends against this virus. And we ask, Father, that you will 
protect us and you will take care of us in Yeshua's name. Hallelujah. So the book of First Thessalonians, you know, we, like, like we said, you know, it's getting to the place. What is our purpose? And, uh, you know, one brother, he says, I don't know my purpose. That, that's okay from where you're at right now. But let me tell you something. As we go through the word, if we start applying the things that we're reading, but not, you know, look, this is not about, uh, you know, 12 points to success. The number one key is how do we submit to the counsel of the spirit and the word? That scripture, uh before we read Thessalonians, um, about making us clean. Um, where is that word? You know, when Yeshua is, uh, he's going to wash the disciples' feet. Do-do-do. Anyway, I'll come back to that in a minute. Um, what happened to that scripture? Uh-huh. All right, I'll come back to that in a minute. But, you know, what, what I was thinking is I was thinking about, uh, you know, that we are clean in him because of the word that has been spoken over our lives. And when Yeshua said to Peter, when he said, oh, you're not washing my feet, he said, listen, if I don't wash your feet you are not part of me okay well wash the whole of me he said you don't need to wash the whole of you because you've already had a bath you know you just need to wash your feet but what is it really talking about it's talking about the washing of the word that we need to be in the place where we are studying the word we're receiving the word so we can walk in transformation in Yehovah I love what it says in first Thessalonians chapter 1 Verse 2, we always thank Elohim for you, mentioning you in our prayers. That's why we've got to be continually praying for each other. And I take time every day to stand in the gap so that we are in the place of prayer, ministering on behalf of another. Your prayer is effective. We need to be people who pray for others. Hallelujah. Verse 3, we continually remember before our Elohim, and Father, your work produced by faith, your labor uh, prompted by love, and your endurance spirited by hope in Yeshua the Messiah. For we know, brothers, um, loved by Elohim, that he has chosen you. So as we are looking for a purpose and we're trying to work out what is my purpose, what is my destiny, the very first thing we have to understand is that he has chosen you. He has appointed you to bear much fruit. So you don't have to be stressed out over this, but we can get to the place where we stand and say, you know what, I might not have all the answers right now. I might not know how to... Uh, operate in all the gifts of the Spirit. I might not be a master of understanding the Scriptures and reading the Scriptures, but I can start right where I am right now and press forward by the Holy Spirit. And that's what we've got to do. We've got to press forward by the Spirit and not by the flesh. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, I want to 
read in verse 28, it says, He chose the lowly things of this world and the despised things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are. So, you know, if you feel unqualified, if you feel like, huh, you know, I, I have no idea why God would have chosen me. He should have just wiped me out. I was a sinner of sinners. I was so messed up. I was in so much rebellion. Why would Yeshua even care about me? Well, the Father wants to know that he is going to use you as an example against, you know, the the wisdom of this world. Yes. Hallelujah. So, you know, you are not uh, wiped out just because of where you have come from. Recognize the free gift of salvation, what the Father has given to you. Verse 29. So that no one may boast before him, it is because of him that you are in Yeshua the Messiah, who has become for us wisdom from Elohim. That is our righteousness, our holiness, and redemption. Therefore it is written, let him who boasts, boasts in Yehovah. Hallelujah. Now I want you to go back to verse 27 and see what it says in verse 27. But Elohim chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. Elohim chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. So in your weakness, he is strong. I know there's, there's someone needs to hear that word tonight. They need to recognize that, you know, you, you feel like, you know, the enemy's telling you, what have you got to offer? What have you got to give? Who do you think you are? You know, I've had people get in my face, like, who do you think you are? What do you think you're doing preaching, uh, teaching? Where do you think you're going? Well, I'm going to press in in the name of Yehovah. It's not because of my skill. It's not because of my amazing abilities. But it's in my ability to yield in the presence of a mighty God. Hallelujah. Turn in your scriptures to Romans chapter 8. We're going to read um, from verse uh, 26. Romans chapter 8, verse 26. And it says, in the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. So if you feel weak, just, you know, make sure you come to the place and you're receiving the help from the Ruach HaKodesh. We do not know what we ought to pray. You know, talk about, I I just can't work out. You know, what am I going to say? What am I going to do? How am I going to function? I don't know. I don't know even how to pray. This is what he's saying. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groans that words cannot express. And he who searches our hearts, so we talked the other day about searching your own heart in uh, 2 Peter chapter 1. You're called to search your own heart. Why? Because Elohim is also searching your heart. So if you're searching your own heart and you know that you're right standing before a mighty God, you can have confidence to operate in his presence because you know you're walking in his ways. Hallelujah. In the same way, just going back, come on, let's meditate on this. Romans chapter 8, 26. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groans that words cannot express. 
And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints in accordance with Elohim's will. Hallelujah. You are not alone. So what are you going through? Where are you at? You know, look, it's not just, you know, you can be upbeat and around a lot of people and still experience extreme loneliness, you know, because you can be in the fellowship of others. But the, the question is, do they know you? Are they investing in you? Do they want to know what you're going through? Are they interested in you? Do they ask questions? Are we asking questions to inquire of others so that we can walk in blessings with others, so we can be an encouragement? This is how we take the hand of our brothers and sisters and we walk together in discipleship. It's by investing and, you know, pressing in. And here we have the Spirit. He is interceding. He is proclaiming uh, the very will of Yehovah. He is interceding in accordance with the will of Yehovah. Verse 28. And we know that in all things Elohim works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. So if you wake up to the revelation and the understanding that you've been called according to his purpose, it doesn't matter what you face. If you're in the great place and good place, rejoice right where you are. Praise the name of Yeshua. If you're in a dark place and a difficult place, (laughs) the Father's hand is on your life. He will enable you in that place of difficulty. He will help you. He will bring you through. Maybe you're experiencing loss and the Father wants you to know that the time of grieving has come to an end and it's time to move into joy. It's time for uh, the, the Father to bring restoration and transformation to your life. Hallelujah. Verse 29, For those Elohim foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the likeness of his Son. And this is what we're talking about. We want to be advancing in the qualities of the Messiah. We want to be conformed to the likeness of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among the many brothers, and those he predestined he also called, those he called he also justified, and those he justified he also glorified. Well, we can't stop there without reading the next verse. What then shall we say in response to this? If Elohim, if God is for us, who can be against us? So we're called to bear much fruit. And here's the devil coming along trying to tell you that you're just nothing. You don't mean anything to God. He doesn't care about you. And what's the Father saying? My Spirit's going to intercede on behalf of the saints. He's going to start praying. He's not just going to pray anything, but he's going to be interceding and groans that the words cannot utter. And he's going to be proclaiming the perfect will of Yehovah over your life and over my life. Oh, yeah. How does it feel, guys? Come on. You are on the winning team. You might be watching the elections right now and trying to work out how your team's going. Uh, Very difficult. But when we come to the Scripture, we don't have any problem understanding what team that we are on. We're on the winning team. Hallelujah. We have a God who is able. He will carry you through. But listen, it's not, oh, you know, I'm just trying to get carried through from Jesus. No, listen, he will carry you through because you've got work to do. He wants 
to manifest his glory on your life so that you will have testimonies, that you will have victories in Messiah to bring transformation to this generation. Turn with me to the book of Ephesians and listen. The book of Ephesians is a clear example where Paul is laying down the plumb line to demonstrate that his message that he is preaching is 100% in line with the message of Yeshua. So don't think for one minute from all these people that want to remove Paul from your Bible, (laughs) but recognize that we have some incredible examples demonstrating what Paul believes and what he is teaching. So anyway, I've got some teachings on that, especially when we deal with the the whole teaching on the one new man. Um, Anyway, verse 3, it says, Praise be to Elohim, the Father of our Lord Yeshua, the Messiah, who has blessed us in the heavenly realm. You're already blessed. You might not see it manifest right now. Listen, I know where I'm standing right now in the midst of all this, in the midst of all the the lockdowns and shutdowns we've had here in Israel. I'm I'm like, Father, I know every single bit of provision that is needed for me to preach the gospel and minister to this generation. It is already covered. Why? Because we have already been blessed in the heavenly realm with every spiritual blessing in Messiah. So let me ask a question. Where are you found today? Are you in him? Or are you in your own mindset, your own way, trying to work out your your own lives? We have got to be in Messiah. Verse 4. He chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. You know, Talk about driving the point home. You know, he didn't just think about you five minutes ago. <laughs> you know, so 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 when, when did this God think about me? When did this God, you know, make provision for me? For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us to be adopted as his sons through Yeshua the Messiah in accordance with his pleasure and will to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. In him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of Elohim's grace. So where are you at? Do you need salvation? Do you need deliverance? Do you need a helping hand to get out of the rut that you are in right now? Then we just want to stand with you right now. And everyone, let's just come at the place of prayer right now. Father, we ask you, Father, to bring forth deliverance for those who are in a dark place, for those that are experiencing extreme difficulty, that haven't understood who they are in the Messiah. Father, will you set the captives free right now. I speak supernatural deliverance over your life right now. Father, I thank you that before creation, before creation, that you already made provision. We are not just an afterthought, but you have thought so much unto who we are. You have fearfully and wonderfully made us. Thank you. 
So I speak deliverance for those that are in the place of difficulty and are struggling. You're like, God, I've just got to, how do I just get through this next moment? Never mind the next day. Remain in me, says Yehovah. Remain in me. That's the words of Yeshua. Remain in me and I will remain in you. Oh, this is a time of breakthrough. This is a time of transformation. We are speaking about advancing in the qualities of Messiah. Look, I don't want to be some second-class believer in Messiah. I'm heading all the way to first class, not because I like the seats, but because I want to be effective for the kingdom. I want to be first class in the presence of Yahovah, where my pursuit is not on the eloquence of my speech, but my pursuit is in the presence of Yahovah, that the very fragrance and knowledge of a mighty God will go forth from my life into the lives of others. If you're sick, I want you to place your hands on the part of your body where you're sick. We're going to come into a prayer of agreement. Father, we thank you. For sending your son, we thank you, Yeshua, for the price you paid, not just for salvation, but by your stripes we are healed. That you took the punishment, you took the pain so that we could walk in healing, in deliverance. So right now we just want to manifest your healing power within our lives. And Father, as people are putting their hands on the part of their body, we proclaim supernatural healing right now in Yeshua's name. Take your healing right now. Receive it in Yeshua's name. For those who are anxious, for those who are just struggling with, you know, how do I get through the next day? How, how am I meant to walk in this life? Then I just want to give you the scripture, 1 Peter chapter 1. Isn't it amazing there's so many scriptures we've gone to today that are the first writings within the first chapters of different books of the Bible? In verse 13, Prepare your minds for action. Be self-controlled. Set your hope fully on the grace to be given you when Yeshua the Messiah is revealed. As obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance. Listen, the devil wants to take you back. The devil wants to take you back, but you've got to stop him. But if you just stand still, you're already heading back. But just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do, for it is written, Be holy because I am holy. Are we living each day like we are in the presence of the King? That's how we're called to live. It'll change what you speak. It'll change how you act. It'll change the things that you do because you're standing in the presence of the King of Kings. Hallelujah. So, Father, we thank you for this word today. We thank you for this encouragement in the Scriptures. And we ask, Father, that uh, you will minister to us and bring transformation to our lives. Help us just to look at what points we need to pick up on today. And as I've said uh, continually through this series for the last uh, three, four days, take time out where it's just you and your Bible. No cell phone, no social media, no nothing. Just you and your Bible. And spend an hour, a couple of hours, and just press in until you develop the discipline of what it truly means to take time out in the presence of God. Because if you don't, what's going to happen? The devil's going to start robbing from you. 
And if you're reading your Bible on your phone, put it on airplane mode. The devil wants to rob the very words of Elohim straight out of your mouth. But we are called to hide the scriptures within. I hope you've been blessed and encouraged with the word today. I've certainly been encouraged sharing it with you tonight. Hallelujah. What a blessing it is to proclaim the gospel of the kingdom and the good news so that we can experience the growth and the love of Yehovah within our lives. Um, as you will see at the, the top of the email, you have, uh, at, sorry, not at the top of the email, uh, the header on Facebook and on YouTube, you will see my email there. If you've got prayer requests and you want me to stand in the gap with you, please send prayer requests. If you're listening on podcast, it's Kenny at bulldozerfaith.com. Also, if you want to give to the ministry and support the work that we are doing, listen, we need resources. But if you haven't got resources, we're not asking you to give. We're just asking for the Father to bring in provision. Stand in the gap and pray that the Father will sustain and increase and bless our ministry here in the land of Israel. Because we've got battles on all sides going on right now. And we need the prayer of the saints to stand in the gap for us to see the blessing of the breakthrough. Because we know that the Father has already prepared everything we need in advance. But if you want to sow into the ministry and be a part of the work that we are doing, then you are sowing in, not into just the ministry, but you're sowing into the lives of others that will be blessed through the work we do here at Bulldozer Faith. So thank you so much. If you've enjoyed this message, just give us thumbs up. If you're on uh, Facebook, give us thumbs up. If you're on YouTube, give us thumbs up. I encourage you to uh, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel and you select uh, the doorbell or whatever it is or the bell so that you know that we go live. Uh, if you're on Facebook, if you're part of our Bulldozer Faith page, on Facebook, you'll get alerts when we go live as well. And uh, thanks very much for joining with us. Leave your comments below, words of encouragement for others that will listen to this message later. And just know, especially to my American friends right now, that we are standing in the gap in, in prayer, in intercession, um, you know, until we see the results of the election. And we're also praying for safety and security in the country through this whole process because you know we're not expecting that everything is going to be a bed of roses in this process so we're standing with you we love you no matter where you're watching from whatever part of the world you're watching from we love you and uh, we are blessed that we can be together with you and we look forward to seeing you tomorrow and the last note on Sunday we will have a zoom call where we spend time in fellowship and just share and also time in prayer. So that's going to be Sunday. I'm going to change the time because I found out we're doing it at half past eight, half past nine on East Coast time in the US. So we're going to set it later so that at least you can get up and get your coffee and some breakfast before you join us uh, for prayer. Especially if you're on the West Coast as well of America, then uh, it's another three hours before. So we'll try and get a good time frame where everyone around the world can join. And I look forward to seeing you then. Until tomorrow, shalom, shalom. <laughs>